Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, January 28th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And I'm joined here on Thursday morning by my uh, regular Tuesday co-host, Mr. Cole Shelton. Cole, how's it going? Cole, are you there? Oh, something happened there. Cole, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. Did you hear me at all? Nope. Oh, you completely froze. Okay. So I just, I just basically introduced you. I don't know what happened there, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to have Marcel joining us in a few minutes. He's just actually finished work. So he's going to be coming in in a second here. He's a, he's a mail delivery guy over there in Holland, and uh, we don't know what's going on over there right now. So let me get this call for Kevin. Hi, fellas. I know the UFC rankings are dumb, but how is the sixth ranked lightweight also the number 15 pound for pound? There are only six, four lightweights on the list. I think it's to the hard why people think he's overrated. Okay, so today's podcast, we're going to go through like the top 25 uh, fighters of all time. Basically what happened was the other day, Marcel was talking about Conor McGregor. We were all talking about him, and I think Cole had said he thinks he's a top 10 fighter of all time. Marcel said he's not top 25. I think I was kind of in the middle. I think I said, like, number 15. Here we go. There he is, the man of the hour, Mr. Big Marcel 24. This is going to be fun, guys. We haven't did the the three-way call yet. So, um, Marcel, everything's good, man. Uh, You're safe. Yeah, man, as far as I know, I'm safe, man. Just some pissed off people over here a little bit, but uh, I'm safe. Yeah, stay safe, bro, because like I said, we uh, need you, Marcel. Okay, so... I mean, listen, basically what happened was you, you we had like a discussion. It wasn't it wasn't an argument or anything, but we're just kind of deciding where to put Conor McGregor on the list of the all-time greats. So um, go ahead. Hey man, I had to put you two on hold, man. I was like, you were giving Conor so much props, like, oh, he's amazing. I was such a big fan and this. I was like, come on, guys. That's me. What the hell happened to my camp? Uh, <laughs> there you are. So um yeah, I was like, I had to give a little bit back here. So, um, you know, top 25, what I said, a little bit of a stretch maybe, you know. But yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't put him in my top 15, for example. But, I I mean, I still think, it's just my opinion, that if I don't have him in my top 25, it isn't mm-hmm. that bad of a, of a list, you know. That's but uh, better, better. That's, yeah. that's maybe a, a better way to put it, you know, because uh, I'm not backtracking here, by the way, but uh, that's that's a better, better way to put it. No one, but, uh, Yeah, no one's going to backtrack here. I, I, think, I think Cole was the guy that was, like, adamant he was the top 10 guy, but I'd like to go through this list. So, I mean, it's, okay, listen, <laughs> top 25, it's not, it's not easy to do. I, you know, I, I went through the, the annals of MMA history, kind of getting this list together, guys. And I, I don't have like a number one, two, et cetera. I just have like 25 guys on my list. So I think the best way to do this is to kind of like get the top guys out of the way, the guys that obviously are in the top 10. So I think, you know, there's a few guys I have on the list here. I think John Jones, we're all going to put in the top 10, right? Is that fair to say? Okay. Yep. So GSP, is that another guy? I have him there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also had, I have like, I have a, a few different tiers. I have like a note here. It's just like, I have like the legends tier, the elite tier, the new guard women's tier. So I got a different couple of tiers. So I had Jones GSP. I had, um, could be even the top in the top, uh, echelon. You guys have yeah. him up there too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got him. I had Anderson Silva in the top part as well. And I had Cormier as well. I think Cormier would be a top 10 guy of all time. Um, two championships, only lost to John Jones, right? So I think he's up there as well. Would you guys agree with that too, or no? Yep. Where'd you have him, Marcel? Do you, do you know where you'd have to look for more for DC? Yeah. I did have him in my top ten, actually. I did. I, um, I had him at eight. Yeah, he's in my top ten. Top fifteen-ish, not definitely top ten, but well, top fifteen definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I think those five guys, like at least we'll say, are, are fair to to include them up there. Now, after that, I feel like there's a lot of guys that are kind of like in this. 
tier where they're just like a little below those guys, but they're still like elite, elite fighters that if you're going to go through like the list of the best fighters of all time, you have to put them there. And these guys include uh, Fedor. I think he's definitely up there. Would you guys, you guys have him up there too? Yep. And, uh, top five, so. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair, Marcel, as well. Uh, I think for the longest time, he was the greatest fighter of all time. I do think he affected his legacy, just like Anderson did, by sticking around too too long at the end and, and losing a lot of fights, in my opinion. Um, but there's, like I said, there's a lot of other guys here, guys. Um, I, I had – I mean, it's tough. Like, there's a lot of guys that are kind of, like, on the bubble. But, okay, I mean, like, listen, there's Demetrius Johnson. Where would you, you guys have him? I had him at four. Where do you have him, Marcel? Top where, do, where would you – Yeah. Yeah. Top ten, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think so too. I mean, listen, like I feel like his competition was as good as some other people's, but the dominance is something you can't uh, uh, dismiss. Now, my, my top five is GSP, Jones, yeah, Beeb, DJ, Anderson. And I, what's yours, Mars? Do you have a list, Mars, or do you kind of like? I, I like I told you, man. I, I had so last time to. I, I don't have a, a complete from mm. one to twenty-five list. I Me just either. Tune in. So yeah. I have top five. If I have to put my top five, um, I'm going number one. Is is likely? Um, yeah, that's that's personal uh, thing. Uh, I would I would put GSP if I had to put somebody at number one. Probably Jones second, Fedor third. Um, who else? Uh, let me th let me think for a moment. Khabib four. Yep. Um, five would be um, this a difficult one. Pro probably. Uh, so, ah, so, oh, man, that, that's a difficult one. See, I, see I, I honestly would have DC probably up there. Like the, the more you look into DC's career, it's it's very good. Yeah, um, I know, but I I don't know, man. The thing with DC is that he he has actually he's never been the best of his in his division in my opinion john jones was always the best i mean he you knocked know? out steepy though right like yeah he... I, I know but uh you you also have to take take in mind that he i poked steeper badly in that fight <laughs> yeah you know and true. i know steeper did the same thing to him in the second fight but yeah. that's he's a great fighter don't get me wrong but i wouldn't put him in my top 10 i would okay, put him enough. in 15 ish all right so here's some other names that i have that are like I'm going to ask you guys, are they, would you rank them above Connor? Okay. And then we'll get to where Connor really sits. Cause I think all the guys we've listed so far, I think fair to say we'd rank them above Connor. Well, all the guys we've listed, fair to say, Cole. Yep. Okay. They're so, all ahead of Connor on my list. I agree too. So I think that's fair. So he's, he's not going to be top five. Ah, he's just Jose Aldo. Put yeah, Jose I think Aldo there's a guy in the comments saying Aldo. He's on my list too. He's on my short list. I have Connor above Aldo. Oh my God. Yeah, if you have head -head head -head head -head head win and two titles. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Come on, man. Aldo's legacy is so much better than Connor's. But yeah, Connor beat everyone Aldo beat. Yeah, but who, who cares, man? He didn't do it for a title. He never had something on the line when he had to beat those guys. That were just but three it, rounds. It was moving up the rankings to get to the title shot. Aldo, yeah, but, everyone Aldo defended his belt against, Connor beat on the way up and then beat Aldo in 13 seconds. Yeah. And then became a second division champion. We never saw a rematch, man. So listen, man, that can be a freak accident that he lost at five via KO within 13 seconds. So I listen, man, I give props to Connor by knocking out Aldo. Don't get me wrong, man. But to put him ahead of Aldo, no freaking way, man. I mean, no, I respect you, Cole, but, Cole, but come on. Yeah, Aldo, I'm looking at his career. I mean, it's we already know it's amazing. And the problem I have with Aldo is the end of the career, man. Like, you look at the last bunch of fights, and I know that some of them were kind of close, like the Marais fight. Dude, he's got a lot of losses at the end of his career, a lot of knockout losses. That does hurt, guys, legacy. 
That's why I wouldn't put Anderson at the top. At, at one point, Anderson was the, probably the number one guy of all time. But all the losses at the end of his career, same with Fedor, they do drop these guys. That's why I got like GSP that walked away and was like, screw it. I respect him more than a lot of these guys because, you know, he, he went on to win. What are you going to say, GSP is just a smart guy, man. He, he went out <laughs> when he when he knew he it, it was getting tough for him, and he knew he had a great legacy. And he yeah. came back when he knew we could win the middleweight title against Michael Bisping. So he's yeah. a smart guy, dude. He's really me, smart. Let me grab this comment quickly. Uh, JCSO, he says, nine defenses or zero. Yeah, so Alder made seven in the UFC and then I think two in the WEC. So that, that's definitely, you know, something to note because I think for me – Title defenses are massive. I know for Marcel, they're huge. Cole, maybe not so much. You don't um, look at them can as much, I think, Cole. Is that fair to say? Go ahead, Marcel. Can I tell why I think it's Go huge? Because yeah. it's because I think you have something on the line, something you have to defend, you know? You have something to lose in a fight when you when you are the champion. And when you are uh, fighting for something, you see with, with a lot of MMA fighters, when they are going to the top, of the division, they are willing to take more risks normally, you know, and they, they have normally like more knockouts, more finishes, I think. And when you have a belt, you saw it with many guys, with, with a John Jones, with a GSP, when they had the belt, they fight more safe. So you fight different when you have a belt and it's more difficult to, to keep that belt than to go win a belt with pretty much nothing to lose there. And Connor had nothing to lose, never. In one fight, he had something to lose, and it was the fight against Mendes when he took that short notice fight when he was supposed to fight Aldo. That's the only fight where he had something to lose, in my opinion. All the others, he, he fought Aldo, he won that fight, then he never defended his title. He fought Nate Diaz, he lost the fight against Nate Diaz, got a rematch, he won the fight, was at welterweight, didn't do him any damage if he didn't win that fight, got the lightweight title shot without beating any lightweight, won that fight, yeah, got the belt, never defending it. So, I mean, that's not a legacy for me, in my opinion. But Fair yeah. enough. Let me, I want to hear what Cole says about title yeah, defense. Sure. Go ahead, okay. Cole. So, what's Joe's Aldo's best title defense? Chad Mendes? Connor Frankie Edgar or Chad Mendes, probably. Right? Connor beat Mendes. Connor beat Aldo head-to-head. Um, all those last like stretch, it's not that good. Neither is Connor's, but although got knocked out twice to Holloway, Connor beat Holloway. Although, like, I get if he becomes Bantamweight champion, I would rate all the way higher just because the two divisions winning belts of two divisions is like Connor was the first person ever to hold two titles at the same time. Like, and then I think he does have stuff to lose. Entering that Poirier fight, he was all considered hype. If he lost that, everyone would have trashed him that, oh, he was never a good fighter. He was just all hype. He was moving up way faster than anyone else. Like, he was jumping up the rankings, and he was had to back all his talk up. If he never did, like, everyone would have said, oh, he sucked. Everyone would have trashed him that he was never that good. That Poirier fight was huge. Him fighting Mendez, he had a lot to lose. Him fighting Aldo, after everything he said to Aldo, if he lost to Aldo, his kind of whole thing is over. And then he finished them when no one was finishing Aldo. No one was even beating Aldo. Yeah, fair enough. I want to get these comments quickly, guys. Um, Kevin says, Nate choked out Connor. Does that make Nate's career better than Connor? It's so hard to say, guys. Like, because Max has two wins over Aldo, but he got not, but he lost a decision to Connor. So it's like, you can't play MMA math all the time. One second, Marcel. Yeah. Jason says, I disagree with Marcel. Honestly, Connor knocked out Aldo in 30 seconds. Case closed. And Kevin says all those master classes, Frankie at 200 was impressive. And at 156, I think it was. Marcel, go ahead. Make it quick, though, so we can move on right. to some other guys. The guy who says, uh, so Chris Weidman is a better fighter than Anderson Silva, case closed. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, you know. <laughs> but but just uh, uh, what I wanted to say, it's like, it's a, can we just say, like, in my opinion, Aldo is the greatest of all time in his division, but I don't see he's the best fighter in that division, you know. Fighters yeah. develop the time 
goes by, you know. And I think, for example, Max Holloway is a better fighter at Aldo, but he hasn't done it, in, or he hasn't done more in the division for me. He even beat Aldo twice. I know that, you know. But he hasn't had the same title defenses he has, and that's big for me, you know. That's how I look at it. And I understand Cole, Cole, the way Cole looks at it, you know. You guys, you know, Cole, I respect you a lot. So it's just, uh, just I, I love to debate about this because, I always debate about these oh, things for people. So, uh, but that, that's how I look at it. You know, uh, I, I'm like, Aldo is the greatest of all time in the division, but doesn't mean he's the best fighter in the division and definitely currently isn't. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's even harder to like say who the featherweight goat is because it could be Connor, it could be Max, it could be Aldo. Like, you can make an argument, you can make an argument for either guy. You really can. Um, Brian Blaze says he had the four guys and then he added Stipe. I did have Stipe in my shortlist too. He's in my top 25. I don't know if he's my top 10. He's in my top 20, though. Where do you guys have Stipe? Do you have him above Connor or below him? Where would you put Stipe? I, I think you'd have to maybe put him above. What do you think? I have him above. Yeah. I have him at, so I had a hard time yeah. if I put Stipe or Fedor. They're right next to each other. I keep flip-flopping them. I don't know who's ahead. I think if <clears throat> if Stipe goes out, beats Ngannou again, say he beats Jones, then he skyrockets up that list. Yeah. What do you think, Marcel? I have him above Connor, yeah. Um, the thing is with Fedor, the problem is, man, Fedor, for a lot of fans, Fedor is like uh, that guy who came in strike force and lost three in a row, you know. But if you have watched Pride, and Pride was back then, was bigger than the UFC, you know. Yep. He's been like undefeated for 10 or 11 years. Um, he heavyweight against good fighters. He, he 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 won against some freak shows as well, and against some cats. Don't don't get me wrong, but he has some uh, solid uh, legit fighters on his on his list that nobody could beat at that time. Yeah, and uh, he's been undefeated. So nobody has done what he did in the heavyweight division. And like I said, man, divisions develop, so it's very hard to compare. Uh, it's very hard to compare a Chuck Liddell's legacy with a John Jones legacy. You know what I mean? Uh, it's very hard to compare uh, early era UFC with today's UFC or MMA. You yep. know, it's just very hard. So I, I would have Fedor above Stipe. But like Cole says, man, if Stipe wins again against uh, Nganu and he defeats Jones, then it can be hard, man. I mean, yeah. even with Fedor going undefeated for 11 years, man, Stipe has done so much in the heavyweight division, which has been never seen in the UFC, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. It's It's a tough call, this one. Okay, so I had some other guys. I had, like I said, a couple of different like tiers in my uh, list here. So, speaking of Steep, I had one called like I called it the new guard. So, other people that are kind of like contemporary modern fighters that could be in the the greatest list. So, besides Connor and besides Steep, um, how about Adesanya? Would you put Adesanya above Connor in your all time list? Not yet. If he beats Jan, would you? I. You'd have to call because, like, I mean. At that point, like two two titles at 205-185, right? But I don't rate Jan that high up anyways. I know what you're saying, but I mean, like what he's did at 185 to me is like, like no one's beaten him. So, you know, you're talking about the greatest of all time. I mean, I think Izzy's starting to get up there, guys. Like the more I looked into this. I have Izzy in my top 20. Yeah. I think if he beats Jan, he comes into the top 15. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight and oh, he has wins over like the number one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, and six contenders or something. Like the guy is, he's good. It's It's a tough one here. Here's a guy, and Kevin mentions it. Here's another guy that's – this is a tough plate. Where do you put this guy? Because he's on my short list too, but because of the way history went, I'm not sure where to put him, and that's Mr. Frank Shamrock. Um, yeah, he wants to hear your take on, uh, on it, Marcel, because I honestly – I don't know where to put Frank because at one point he was the greatest of all time. He walked away in his prime. 
Um, I don't know where to put him because I think if he didn't have those fights with Dana and everything, he would be in the Hall of Fame and people would say he's one of the greatest, like a lot of us hardcore fans think. What do you think, Purcell? He's definitely in the top 25, man. I think Frank Schamburg is one of the early guys, the pioneers, like a guy like Boss Rutten, Ken Schamburg, yep. Frank yep. Schamburg. He's in, in that in that category. And Frank was one of the first really uh, overall complete fighters, in my opinion. So he, he should be in the top 25, definitely. Uh, Frank, the thing is, it's actually horrible that he's not in the UFC Hall of Fame, yeah. man. Dana should really uh, put uh, emotion aside. And I understand that that Frank Frank has trashed the UFC so many times as well, you know, with, with what he said. But be the bigger man about it. And he should be inducted in the top in the in the UFC Hall of Fame. Uh, undefeated in the UFC, I think five and zero in title fights, right? And he, he he stopped after I think he stopped after the Ortiz win. Uh, he retired, but then he, he he started again at WEC, and he start, he've also found a strike force again. So, um, I mean, great fighter overall, man. And, and like I said, one of the first complete yeah. mixed martial artists and uh, we ever had. He Dude, he retired at age 28 the first time. Like, in his prime, he was coming off, like, a long winning streak. Uh, and then he stepped away for a few years, and, you know, the last couple fights weren't, weren't that impressive. He gained, you know, Kung Lee broke his arm with that kick, and then Diaz knocked him out. But, you know, you look at his record, 23-10-2, not the greatest record, but you have to remember, like a lot of these early guys, pioneers, uh, Marcel have a lot of losses because yeah. the sport was so new back then. There were so many different ways to win and lose that you didn't really know about. Um, and the guy in his in his UFC run, like you said, Marcel, five and zero, including uh, winning the light heavyweight title on four defenses. So, you know, I think he's up there. But you know, the the last couple of years weren't that good, and and I think he walked away too early and. Uh, Unlike GSP, he didn't have like, you know, 15 title defense or whatever it was. Like he just walked away, I think, a little too early because of his, you know, issues with Dana White. And, uh, you know, I like Frank and everything. I remember that that story if you, maybe last year about him, like, leaving a dog at the airport. People were really upset about that. So I don't know how much uh, push there's going to be for him to get in the Hall of Fame from fans because I think fans remember that kind of stuff. But as far as, like, what he did in Octagon, I mean, there's no doubt. But I think, you know, you're, you're right, Marcel. I had, a, I had a list of, like, pioneers, right? So like Frank Shamrock was there, Boss Rudin, like you mentioned, your your guy. Um, there was a few other guys like uh, Ken. Uh, Ken Shamrock, obviously. I think uh, Mark Coleman could be up there because Juicy Sakuraba is another guy. Um, Crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, I, actually, I think Hoist you could put in the top. Like just, I think I think he's out of this tier because I think there's a tier of pioneers like like Dan Sever and Don Fry. Like these guys are amazing fighters. They're some of the best of all time. I don't know if I put them in the top ten, but even like Dan Sever has a hundred wins or whatever. I don't know if I put him in the top ten, but I would put. I think I'd put Hoist up there, man, because if you look at what Hoist did in the octagon, it's it's legendary. You look at the way he changed the sport too. I think that's pretty impressive. He had the record for submissions for like what twenty five years until uh, Oliveira broke it. So to me, he's actually a step above the rest of those pioneers. So I I, I would put Hoist. I I have to put him above Connor. Would uh, Cole? Yeah. Let me, see, let me Cole. Would you? Yeah, I think the I think it's so hard to put. The pioneers, the people that like from like UFC won everything, just because MMA was so different. Like it's yeah. so hard to tell like how good they actually were, just because you could just be a jujitsu guy and win. But in today's, you can't just be a jujitsu guy. Like it's that's why I think you honestly need like even two like different lists for pioneers in like modern day, just because it no other sport has evolved this much this fast. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but listen, the guy, dude, you know what they don't do today? They don't fight four times in one night. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that to me, totally different. You look, yeah, you look at his dude. He won UFC one, he won UFC two, he won UFC four, and uh, his overall record in UFC 11, 
one and and uh, one. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. So I think Hoist is up there, guys. Um, but there's like I said, there's a bunch of other like kind of pioneers that we could put in this above Connor, but it's tough. Like, but there are some guys like okay, for instance, another. I don't I don't know where I'd put this guy. He's not a pioneer, but he's not modern era. He's like I guess the classic era. Matt Hughes. Does Matt Hughes go above Connor? Marcel. Yeah, can I come back to Gracie? By the yeah, way, you can. Yes, sorry, sorry. I, I forgot yeah. to get back to you. Go ahead, please. Yeah, please. because I think um, what I'm you say what they fought each other. So yeah. you might as well talk about both. Yeah, what mentions the thing is, man. Uh, don't forget, Gracie could use his gi. In yeah, those that's guys, true. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Uh, and the modern day fathers can't use their gi, so they he had he could uh, hold his for for those. Imagine, imagine Dubronx had a gi on <laughs> my, my mic. That's great. Imagine uh, Dubronx had a gi on, Cole. He would just choke everyone so easily. So, you okay, Marcel? There you go. Yeah, okay. I, I, I took that Marcel's out. excited, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I think that, that that's the thing as well, you know. Um, uh, today you can use that. And back in the day, like Cole said, man, there was really a jiu-jitsu guy against a karate guy. And you had a boxer that It wasn't the, the, uh, evolved as much as it is now. For example, remember uh, Art One Glove Jemerson tapping out when Royce had bound on him, for example, you know? So, yeah. Um, it's, it's so hard to compare the pioneers to the modern guys. But what do you think of mm -hmm. Matt Hughes? Because he's like in between both. He's an amazing fighter, man. I mean, he was also one of the first more complete fighters. He was he was a wrestler, I know, but he was complete. He could he could stand stand and bang as well, and um, he was from the military fighting systems, right? With Robbie Lawler and and Jens Pulver and Jeremy Horner, who was there, and Sylvia. They they were a strong team, and I think Matt Hughes definitely deserves to be above corner, in my opinion, for what he has done in the UFC. UFC but, record of sixteen and six. Oh, yeah, sorry, seventeen and six. No, I mean, sorry, but, eighteen and six. I, dude, if you look at his resume, it's confusing because he had fought like three times in the UFC uh, in the early days. Yeah, eighteen and six record. That's pretty good. Go ahead. Gotta be honest, he's ranked under Dennis Holloman because he two, lost two yeah, times. That's what I'm saying. Not he's just a kidding. perfect example. No, but he is the perfect example of why MMA math doesn't work because Dennis, the Superman Holloman, beat him twice. Yeah. Um, in the first round, I think both times, and and actually so seventeen just, seconds and twenty seconds by guillotine, right? <laughs> Um, an arm bar. So, I mean, yeah, you can't play a main math like that. But Matt Hughes, yeah, he is cool. I mean, yeah, Cole, like, he's probably a little bit before your time, um, Matt Hughes. But if you look at his resume, man, I mean, it's pretty damn impressive. But, you know, how about this guy? How about this? Here's another guy. This is a great – I just I, I was just looking at Twitter and I saw you kind of uh, – or Marcus actually was talking to a guy. BJ Penn. BJ Penn. Where is BJ ranked? Is he above Connor or below? I, honestly, and I work for his website, Cole, I don't know if I could put him above Connor at this point because I feel like – he had a lot of losses at the end of his career. I don't want to trash BJ. He's dude. We already know what's going on with him. We saw the videos. We all saw it. Um, I love. I mean, we all love the guy. We work for his website. He's he's our employer, Cole. But at the same time, I think I'd have to put Connor above him now. What do you think? Yeah, if he retired after Nick Diaz, say, all right, I lost that fight. I think I'd put him above. But yeah, just all the losses since like many losses at the end. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, that's tough, man. Because um, the thing with BJ Penn is um, he was one is one of a kind, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> he he was like um, that. You got that. You guys all know the story about uh, being in McDonald's uh, and not really training and just um, choking out Matt Hughes, man, when nobody expected it back then. And that's when yeah. when his career got off real quick. And um, for some time, the UFC didn't have the lightweight division, so he didn't become the lightweight champion until the UFC 80, I think. That was against Joe Stevenson, yep. if I'm yep. correct. 
And yeah. after that, um, he, he lost to Frankie Edgar around UFC 111 or 112. I don't 112. know. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was in Abu Dhabi. So uh, after, after that, it, it went downwards for PJ, you know. But that era between UFC 80 and UFC 111, that was big. And even before that, man, he was good. So it, yeah. it's difficult. But can I put him in front of Conor? I don't know, man. Uh, but uh, let, let's say um, they are close neighbors. Yeah, like again, you know, we're slightly biased because we work for him, but I wouldn't put him up there. I DJ's in the top 25. Even with the losses, you got like what he did early on when he was dominating these guys, uh, especially at higher weight classes. It was incredible, man. He was he fought Machida, right? Uh Marcel at heavyweight. Uh, yeah, there's the famous true. picture of him eating the burritos, right? I gotta find that picture. It's such a great picture. He's he's so big in that one. It's like 220 pound DJ. No, 191. He was 191. Machida was 220. But, yeah, I mean, he's got some great wins. Matt Hughes, like you said, and a and, uh, bunch of guys. Sean Shirk. Uh, had, there's some good wins on there. But I, I don't know. Like, the the like the last bunch of, like, fights. Look at his last record here. One, nine, and one in his last 11 fights. That is bad. By the way, the first UFC card I ever saw in person was UFC 123 in Detroit. I drove to Detroit with my friends. We saw him knock out Matt Hughes in 21 seconds. That was the first card I ever saw. Ten years later, I'm working for his website. Pretty crazy, man. Small world. Okay, so there's a couple other guys here that um, I had from like the like the middle tier era, I guess. Uh, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture. These guys are legends. Um, who else did I have? Dan Henderson was another guy in that kind of bubble. There's a few other guys like Shogun, I think, would be there too. Rampage. What about those? Uh, Rampage, too. I, I think he's a little bit below personally. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you think of those guys like Chuck, Randy? Randy's a really good question because he has two titles. He has multiple uh uh, title wins in the UFC. Is he above Connor? Either of you guys can answer. You go first, Cole. That's a tough one, right? Yeah, that is tough. Randy is another guy with a lot of losses in his career, guys, but the quality of wins he has are it's just phenomenal. And again, a guy, a smaller guy beating bigger guys like when he fought Tim Silver. What do you guys think? Tell me. That's a guy if you put him above. I couldn't argue. If you put them below, I'd have no argument. They're kind of right near each other. I wouldn't. You could put them one above Connor. You could put them one under. You could put them two above. You can put them two under. They're around that same area. What do you think, uh, Marcel? I mean, he gives guys like us hope of going uh, to being champion on your fortieth, uh, <laughs> yeah. forty years when you're forty years. Um, I mean, I probably would put him a little bit above him. Not not far. But a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, what? It's, it's, I... it's a it's a respect thing as well, you yeah. know, for for the more uh, older older guys. I think he's a top ten guy of all time. I mean, he really is. Like again, if you look at what Randy's did, like it's it's incredible. And again, you know, uh, he's a guy who kind of overstays welcome a little bit. But man, the quality of wins he has and his record's not great. Nineteen eleven, we know that. But Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Peter Belfort, like I, well, that was the eye injury thing. Mark Coleman. I mean, he's got a lot of wins over uh, like uh, legends and stuff. So he's up there, but. It's so hard to compare the, the current guys to the pioneers. Another thing that's really hard to do is where do you put the women in this question? Because I actually think I have two separate lists. Um, I don't know how you put women and the men in the same conversation because it's very difficult. They can't fight each other ever. They would never fight each other. So except for in Russia where that 500-pound fat guy beat up that girl in Bellator, or she beat him up actually. But you would never see a, a woman fight a man in, in in North America. So I find it hard to put like like Kevin says, and I want to get to Kevin's comment, Amanda Nunez, eight known title fights, first round stoppages over every champ across two weight classes, only fire ever defend, two belts simultaneously, resonate for resume unmatched. 
I don't know. I mean, she's good. Don't get me wrong. She's amazing. She has some bad losses in her career too. Like she's got some ugly losses, man. Alexis Davis knocked her out. Sarah D'Elio beat her. Like she's got some bad losses, but you know, as far as the women go, she's number one for me. I would still, I would put her above Cyborg, like one or one spot and probably Ronda there. But I don't know guys, for me personally, I have two lists. I have women and men. What do you guys, you guys put in the same or two separate lists? Separate. Yeah, separate. Yeah, I think you have to do separate too. Like, it's just too hard to match them all in the same. Yeah. Like the pound for pound. That's why the UFC stopped doing that. They they went to two pound for pound lists. Like, but. you don't know what the best. Maybe the best female is the best fighter ever, but you just don't really know. Just be especially because women's MMA is still so new yeah. that like it's still only like you're just seeing so many changes still. Like I don't know. Like. It, Nunes by far is the best female fighter of all time. I think. I think you do what I would do: Cyborg second, and then Rousey would be up there just because of what she did. But Valentina's up there too. I yeah, think Valentina. Would you put Valentina ahead of Rousey? That's a tough one for me. I was kind of thinking about that too. This is a different list. This is why I'm saying it's a different list because if you're going to do top 25 all time, you don't have uh, Nunes and uh, Cyborg in it. That's a bad list, right? But at the same time, I feel like those. You can't say they're like the twenty third and twenty fourth best fighters. You got to say that they're number one and two. So that's why I have two lists, and they would they would both be their call. Oh. And uh, I'm not sure how I slightly put in the top ten. Probably like women's fighters of all time. It's a tough. Play. You know what? We'll have to say that for another podcast. But we want to get to it. Um, I, I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. So I have my list. I want to see if you guys think in the top twenty five coming in at twenty one. I had Patricio Pitbull. Do you think okay, he's okay. top twenty five? Um. I'm not sure. I gotta think about one sec. Hold. Let let me get to that in one second. I just want to mention a few other names that I had that you could put in the top 25, and then I'll let Cole go. Um, uh, as I forgot to mention this earlier, and I had talked about the new guard. We talked about Asanya. I think uh, Max Holloway could. You can make the Army's top 25. I think you can make it about Cejudo, and I think you can make it about Poirier at this point too, as well. He's got some quality wins. Please, Cole, go ahead. So you had Pitbull at 21. What he's did in Bellator is amazing, but I don't know, man. The la- the competition has not been the greatest. Let's be completely honest, guys. Like it's been good, it's been tough. Like some of these fights, Pat Kerr and Daniel Strauss, they're tough fights. Emmanuel Sanchez, tough fights. Michael Chandler's an amazing win, especially now when you saw what he did. But I don't know. I'm not sure. And he does have some. Again, he's a guy with some bad losses. Joe Warren, Daniel Strauss. I don't know. He's amazing. He's amazing, man. I, I don't. I'm not throwing shade at Pitbull at all, dude. I'd love to see him in the UFC. I think he's a guy that could be a champion in, in two different weight classes, but. Just looking at his resume right now, I'm looking at it right now. His best win in his career is Chandler. Second best win is probably Daniel Strauss. Like I'd say Juan Archuleta. I think Juan Archuleta is a top five bantamweight in the world. That he maybe top three. I don't know. I mean, I, he could be. He, but he's fighting a Bellator. We don't know. He's fighting Patchy Mix. He's not fighting guys like his teammate Dillashaw. What do you think, Barcelona? Where do you put Pitbull? You top twenty-five for you or no? Uh, super tough to say, man. You know, uh, with the, the pit, the only guy. Who I give a chance right now against Pitbull is AJ McKee in Bellator. Um, I mean, he's also not really proven yet against. Yeah, I know he's he's doing very well, you know. But uh, I mean, did anybody expect Pitbull to lose against Pedro Carvalho last time out? Nobody no, did. No. He picked I mean, that fight. And he, yeah. he was smart to pick that fight. I, I, I know only some idiots in the Netherlands over here thought Pedro Carvalho had a chance. But yeah, I mean, what what you gonna do, dude? But, my, uh, my my fiance is Portuguese and she thought he was gonna lose. She's like, this yeah, guy's gonna I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's like the only I mean, Portuguese fighter too. <laughs> literally, everybody thought that. So it's not yeah. no disrespect to Carvalho, but Pedro was very good. But it's so hard to measure, you know, when, when 
to see the, the level of competition. Listen, Pitbull is a great fighter, but I don't yeah. know if I have him in my top 25, but that's no disrespect to Pitbull. You know what? The more I think about it, it's like I make the argument all the time he's the greatest Bellator fighter of all time because he has the head daddy win over Chandler. So the more I think about it, he probably is in the top 25, Cole. I just – I didn't actually have him on my list, Cole, but I, I think he's he's close. I don't know if I'd put him at 21, but he might be in that 21, 25 spot. I'm going to get to these comments, and then we'll, we'll get to some other ones yet, Cole. Um, Kevin's saying, you're talking about bad losses. What about Connor losing to uh, Artemij Siknikov and to Joe Duffy? Yeah, for sure. Most fighters have, ba- have bad losses. Right. Fighters. Early in their career, there's yeah. bad losses. There's mo- a lot of guys. The only guys that don't are really like Jones, Khabib, and uh, DC, uh, GSP, I guess. But even GSP had that loss to Matt Hughes where he tapped out with one second left. Right? Remember that? I was like, come on, hold on one second, man. It was like when Ankelev tapped out against Paul Craig. Like, hold on one more second. What are you doing? Hold on. <laughs> I want to get these comments here. Uh, Marcus says, uh, w- women and uh, men have to be separate lists. Yeah, I agree. He says Nunez number one of all time in the women's list. Yeah, I agree with that. But he thinks Valentina is a better fighter than Nunez. That's really interesting. I-, I wouldn't mind seeing that third fight. Kevin says, how is comparing women to a man different than comparing Mighty Must to Fader? Uh, you're right. That, that's a great question. They can't fight each other either, but at least they are both males. Like, I, I personally don't I, – I liked when the UFC went to two separate lists for the women and men. I did like that move when they did that because they used to have the pound-for-pound pound mixed, Marcel, and fans were like, hey, it's not fair. You have one women in the list, so it's better to have two lists in my opinion. You know what it is, man? I'm also, like, a big fan of uh, doing a greatest of all time per weight class, you know? That's a great idea, too. Yep. Yeah, because you how can you compare GSP to John Jones and John Jones to Anderson Silva and, and all those kind of guys, and Demetrius Johnson, Fader? I mean, it's pretty undoable, you know? And even if you do it per weight class, it's even difficult sometimes. So, I mean... Do a parade class if you're going to do greatest of all time or whatever. I mean, uh, but top 25, it's even hard to do top 25. You know? Yeah, I agree. So, Cole, who else was on your list, Cole, that we didn't mention today? Top 25, yeah. I have... There's people we haven't mentioned yet because we mentioned a lot of names. Dominic Cruz. I didn't have yeah. him up there. I mean, he's definitely good, though, because he has the win over, over DJ. He's got the win over Tillishaw. He's top 25 for me. I wouldn't put him above Connor. I actually would put Connor above I have him. Frankie Edgar on, in the top 25. That's a tough one, too. I mean, he's got some quality wins, but again, a guy that had some losses, right? So he's up there, Cole. I mean, he has... He's, he's like the bottom of the top 20. Yeah. We've already... T- I have Kane Velasquez. I, I wouldn't put Kane. I don't think I'd put Kane. What would you... Marcel, what were you with Kane? He's such a weird guy to me. What do you think? I don't know, man. That's a 50-50. I, you, 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 I have two more, but go for, go on. Someone... I was thinking about 25. Maybe he's out. I don't know. He's someone on the brink. What about, I think Dan Henderson would be up there. Oh, I I mentioned Hendo oh, earlier. Hendo's top 25 for me, 100%. I also thought he beat Bisping in his last fight, and I, I think he should have went out on the, on the title. You thought so, too? You thought so? It was close. And then dropped him um, twice, man. <laughs> Great fight. I think Chuck Liddell is top 25. Yeah, I think Chuck is, too. And a lot of people are going to say Chuck, you know, all the knockout losses and everything. What he did, Chuck was one of the guys that got me into the sport, Marcel, you know, and Cole. Like, he was one of those guys that was mainstream at a time when the UFC was kind of not really mainstream. And you'd, you'd want to tune in and see this guy with the mohawk and the Iceman shorts knocking everyone out. So what he did in the sport, and yes, all the losses at the end, and the loss to Tito in the last fight in Golden Boy was really bad, but and the loss to Rich Franklin in, in Vancouver, that was bad too. But, you know, the guy is it's a legend, Cole. He, for me... Is he above Connor? I don't know. It's tough to say. That's a tough one. Chuck versus Connor, they're in the same tier to me. Not like, I think after talking to you guys today, Connor for me is going to land about 10 to 15. He's outside the top 10 more we talked about yeah. today. So I would say that you guys were both right the other day. Marcel, he, I don't think he's top 10. 
But Cole, I think he's – or Marcel, I think he's better than top 25. So I think we're all kind of in the middle. Who else was on your list, though, about Cole that we didn't mention? I think we pretty much got everyone. Was there anyone else, Marcel, any, any more? Yeah, I, I have three more. Sure. Uh, the, one of the most underrated heavyweights of all time in America, Frank Mir. Um, <sighs> the thing about I, Frank is, you know, he had that motorcycle accident that really like, screwed him up, man. I mean, he, he was at literally the best guy in the world, I think, at that time. It was either him or Fedor, right? And then, you know, he was never the same after that, Marcel. So, dude, this anyway, dude can this dude can sub Medusa with all the snakes on his head, man. I mean, <laughs> this dude is he's so good, technically, you know. So, uh, even where Doom you can put there, you know. I know many, many people don't like where Doom, but he should be around there as well. Um, I, I haven't heard the name Vandalay Silva, what he did. Dude, that's a great oh my god, that's a good one. That's a good one. Here, I'm going to take this one off the wall quickly. So I met Vanderlei in Toronto, like, uh, where is that? Got him to sign. Ah, sign, nice. Yeah, I, I met him and he came to my gym um, seven years ago, I think. I actually had a broken arm at the time. There's a picture of me with a broken arm in Vanderlei. I was talking to him. He's like, what happened? I said, I broke it in, I broke it in, uh, in training. He goes, oh, man, that's too bad. He's like, what do you just do? You just do Muay Thai? I was like, yeah. He's like, you should do some jiu-jitsu, man. He's like, jiu-jitsu, the way he said it to me. I was like, this guy is awesome. He's actually super cool. I love him, man. Huge Vanderlei fan. That was and Marshall. That's cool. They got the signed uh, the thing. But you know what? Yeah, he's. I think I might have to put the axe murder in the top twenty-five guys. Yeah, but probably, again, probably find the lay man. So many losses at the end of the career, though, man. Yeah. That's the problem. Like these guys held on too long. I think that look, look at Vander. Oh my God, looking at his record right now, it's littered with losses. But some of the greatest fights of all time. By the way, the fight with Brian Stan, one of the greatest fights of, of UFC history. <laughs> Both those guys just. They just bit down their mouthpiece and chuck bomb. So, yeah, Vonderly's up there. Was there anyone else that... Uh... One of my favorite fighters of all time, Vitor Belfort. Vitor's another he's great a, guy, He's too. an absolute great fighter. You know, I know many people um, not really high on him or whatever, but I think he did great when, when he was in his prime. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that would be a guy who I also consider for my top 25. But maybe just not, maybe just... Marcus Astabo Sakudo. Yeah, 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 yeah. All three of us, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And DJ too. Daniel says, good point by Kevin on the different weight classes, but there's a smaller sample of women. Thinking a few years the genders could be mixed. That's a great point. It's still such a new sport. Think about it. When I when I started covering the sport, there wasn't women in the UFC. I started covering it 10 years ago. Dana White was women will never fight in the UFC. That's what he's <laughs> his famous quote. And literally, like the next year, it bought strike force and then Ronda and everyone came in. Cole, do you want to you want to take off? We're going to do some news now, or do you want to stick around? And, and yeah, I can stick it? around. Oh, perfect. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the top 25, guys. Is there anything else that we want to mention? I think that it was a really fun exercise, though, right? Like, it was a nice debate, a friendly debate. Um, Kevin says no Benson or Pettis. No, I wouldn't put them in the top 20, probably top 50. What do you guys think for those two guys? No way. Yeah. Eh? Too many losses, too. No, you know that, that you have, yeah, we have Frankie in the top twenty-five and Benson not, and Benson yeah. twice. So that's, oh, come that's on, funny. the second one fight was yeah. such a robbery. That second one, I was one. was close, man. I wouldn't call it a robbery. All right, cool. fair enough. Maybe not a robbery. It was pretty. By the way, but I want to apologize that I don't have my top twenty-five list ready. Like I, no, 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 you're you fine because uh, the thing is, I only had a list of like Cole had a numbered list. I had a list of. Like I have a, a big list of uh, names my right number here. list is really not. It would just be like a guy's it would be like ah uh, these people can go like the fifteen to twenty range. I'm not really sure where I put them. That's funny. Okay, so yeah, I mean anything else you guys want to say as far as the, the legends list go? Like I think at the end of the day, I think it's fair to say it's a very subjective list, but there are certain guys that we uni- universally agreed with, including the chat room here today that are uh, head and shoulders above 
the rest, like GSP, Jones, um, uh, Anderson, it could be a few other guys that are heads and above. And there's a few guys that we wouldn't really put in the top 25, but there's a, a few guys in the middle tier like Connor and Chuck and uh, a few other guys as well. So, yeah, that was really fun. Um, you guys want – let's talk about some news and stuff. <laughs> I got to get your thought. I want to get both of you guys' thoughts on it. Um, I'll start with Cole here. Cole, Mr. Mario Yamasaki is announcing a comeback to MMA. How excited are you for it, man? Well, it won't be in the UFC. Nope, it won't be. He says, no. He says, I, I realize I'm not going to go to the UFC. Bellator, PFL, I guess some shows in Brazil. Um, what do you think, Marcel? Are you excited <laughs> Mr. Mario back? <laughs> and the funny thing is, I was looking at the hey, comments. Second. People were like, oh, I actually, yeah, go ahead, Cole. No worries. People are like, I miss him doing the stupid heart thing. I'm like, the guy almost killed, he almost killed uh, Priscilla Cachoeira, dude. She almost died for her sins in the octagon, bro. Do you remember that fight, Marcel? Yeah, of course. I re everybody remembers that, I think, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's Yamasaki sometimes, you know. But, uh, I mean, he was – I think he was a good uh, – uh, how do you say the replacement for Steve Masagati. And uh, now <laughs> Yamasaki is, where, uh, is gone. We have Herb Dean right now. Well, so, we're uh, talking about women. What happened to Kim Winslow? She just stopped refing fights one day. Yeah, what about Steve Mulhall? Same. Steve Mulhall? Who's that? The guy who always just did before they started. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Steve Mulhall. Referee, right? Oh, Kevin Mulhall. Kevin Mulhall. Oh, Ke oh, what happened to him? I what the know. hell? Dude, that's a great point, Mark. So I actually completely forgot about that. Dude, he was a great ref, wasn't he? He was yeah, pretty it good. Yeah, wasn't, was, wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad, I guess you could say. Um, let me just get these comments quickly. Uh, Mark Marcus says, would you guys put Francis in the top 25? No, no. But if he knocked out Steve, probably. He'd be up there. Where would you guys put Sakuraba? I mentioned his name during the Pioneers list. He's a tough one to, to say because, yeah, I mean, he was the Gracie killer and he was beating guys at heavier weight classes, but he has a lot of losses in his career. What's his record? Um, his record is 26, 17, 1, and 2. I mean, it's not a great record, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know, maybe borderline. For me, borderline top 25. What do you think, Marcel? Would you put him there? Oh, Francis. No, uh, Sakuraba. Uh, Sakuraba. Um, he's another guy like like that early pioneer kind of, uh, for definitely for Japan. I mean, I consider him for top twenty five. Would I put him there? I don't know, man. It's it's difficult, you know. But yeah, he, yeah. He, he is one of those guys who definitely uh, you wouldn't hear me complain if somebody puts him in the top top, top twenty five. Well, Cole, would you put Nagano in the top twenty five? No. Top fifty. I don't know. There's like champions. <laughs> There's champions. He's never won a belt. Exactly. I agree. I mean, what he's did is amazing, but he's got to win a title. You can't like of all the names you mentioned. Was there anyone we even mentioned today wasn't a champion? I don't think there was. Right. Let me no. look at this list. Um, Poirier is the closest guy because he won the interim belt, but he, did, he hasn't won the uh, regular title yet. But like, there's no one else except for some of the pioneers that maybe didn't win an actual title. Um, Carlos I guess. Condit. Dan Henderson, he never won a UFC title, so maybe, maybe he has a tournament. Condit's a great – he had an interim title, though, too. There's not too many great fighters that didn't win a belt because when you are when you win a belt, you usually are a great fighter. So um, Daniel says, uh, battle fan wouldn't apologize. I'm disappointed myself. Nah, Marcel and Cole, I mean – go ahead. Hey, man, I mean, I you you, you sound like my Paris, man. <laughs> me, or, me or him, me or Daniel. No, him, that, he's that he's disappointed, so <laughs> – Kevin Scott, let her be a warrior. He's talking about Priscilla and Daniel says his warrior explanation sealed the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so I'm not sure about him coming back. Um, Cole, you, you did some articles on Justin Gaethje yesterday. He's uh, talking a lot of shit about Connor. 
I would love to see this fight. I'm not going to lie, especially after seeing the way DP kicked the legs of the corner. Um, but I think the smart thing to do is probably to put, book him against Chandler maybe next and uh, give the winner a title shot. But it's hard to say. What do you guys think? What do they do with Gaethje? Go ahead, Marcel. I'm really afraid they're going to do Gaethje against Oliveira and doing the rematch between Poirier and McGregor for the title. You think so, Cole? <laughs> yeah, or even do Poirier against Chandler. What do you think, Cole? I think there is a better chance that Poirier fights Connor than he fights Oliveira. I don't think there's any way the UFC books Poirier Oliveira because unfortunately Oliveira is not a big fight to so the UFC. I think if they realize, okay, let's just get Connor a different fight, they're going to do Poirier Chandler for the belt, especially Chandler being on that card, doing everything he did. He has a lot of hype now. What's a bigger fight to the casual fans, Poirier Chandler or Poirier Oliveira? Neither, but it's Chandler all there, all there because he's fought like 25 no. times, dude. No one even knows who Chandler is, really. Yet. I don't I mean, think no one really knows who Oliveira is. He's like 25 fights in the UFC, man. I mean, yeah, but he's fighting Nick Lentz and Jared Gordon. Are people really tuning in to watch that? He just beat Tony Ferguson. I think, I think Oliveira, you're underrating him a lot. What do you, uh, but the thing is, like, I think Oliveira deserves it, but I don't yeah. think he's gonna get it. He doesn't but, speak English. He I will agree it. with that. I, I don't think he gets it either because. You know, Cole, um, you're right. The eight-fight win streak, most of the wins aren't that good. But the last two were good, Kevin Lee and Tony. Uh, Espada says Hendo is a two-time – yeah, absolutely. Middleweight and uh, whatever they called it, uh, welterweight. I don't even know what the, the – the weight classes were a little different there. But, yeah, Hendo – and he was a UFC tournament champion as well. Marcus says which, Luke Rockhold, Yoel, and Jock Ray in the top 50. Marcus, we didn't do top 50, man. We'd have to look more. There is a good list of topology that's not too bad if you want to look at a, a top 50 list. Um this guy says, and this is what I said. Oh, he says, Dustin and Charles, Maine and Tanya Gaethje. I said the same thing after it, but honestly, I'm kind of with Cole. I just don't see them doing that right now. I think Chandler, or uh, yeah, I think it should be um, Dustin and Charles, but I think it's, I think, I think Cole's right. I think it's going to be Connor. What do you think, Marcel? You think it's a trilogy? Yeah, probably, but I'm not going to uh, put out the narrative that the UFC is going to do because, know. you know, you know, I hate that kind of stuff. And I know you guys do, too, probably, you know, yeah. you, you guys also want the guy who deserves to fight for a belt, you know, and Connor lost, man. I mean, when it was his last win in the lightweight division, that was in Five 2016 against yeah. fucking Adi Alvarez, who is now not anymore even the UFC, you know, which was a, is a great fighter as well. Don't get yeah, me wrong. You know, he's a guy that was like borderline top 25. I wouldn't put him in the top 25, but he's just outside of it for me. He's a great fighter too. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't make sense to book it for the third time. Please, you, you know, I agree with the, with JCSO. Dustin Charles for the main, Chandler Gaethje for the co-main, and make Nate Diaz against Conor McGregor for the BMF belt, uh, whatever. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I don't give I don't give a damn. That's fine. No. Yeah, because I think I feel like Masvidal must have given it up after losing his last fight, right? Like, how could you be the BMF and lose? I'm just kidding. But uh, Spada says light heavyweight champion strike versus Randall. absolutely knocked out Cavalcante, dude. He's one of the best of all time. I love uh, Dan Anderson, man. And I don't know if you saw that video of him. He kicked his. Uh, his daughter's boyfriend in the leg. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god! Why would, I'm sure they were all drinking, but my god, that must have hurt. Marcus says, "I don't see Poirier turning on Diaz or Connor." Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think if they, dude, listen, this is a short like you have a short career in MMA. You don't you yeah. fight for maybe 10, 15 years, maybe twenty years. Like if you're a legend like Arlovsky or something like that, you're fighting 20, 25 years. I think a guy like Poirier's probably got a couple years left, and not because he can't fight, because I think he could hang on and still win fights. He's a pretty smart guy. He's talked about like brain trauma and stuff. He's talked about not, you know, taking as much damage and stuff. So for me, 
I'm with you 100%, Marcus. I don't think he deserves – I don't think Connor or Diaz deserve that fight for the belt because I think it's going to be for a vacant belt. And the last one really should have been. But I, I do think Poirier, if the UFC is like, we're going to do the trilogy fight and we're going to sell 2 million pay-per-views, you're going to make a shitload of money. I don't think he's going to say no to that, guys. I think because of that last fight wasn't for a vacant title, it – there's a better chance they do the trilogy for the vacant belt. If that belt, if that fight was for the belt, Connor lost, they would have moved on. But since it's not for the belt, they're now one one. There is a a fight for the vacant title at one one. I think that's a bigger fight than what the rematch was. They should just do the third fight at one seventy. I already said that. Just do it in a different weight class. Connor's best weight class where he doesn't have to cut weight. But what do you think, Marcel? You think you think yeah? Uh, you think Connor ends up getting the fight? Of course you will, man. Uh, it's, it's Dana. I mean, Dana always I'm, wins. Dana they, always wins, guys. Dana probably uh, hide in the corner after that fight last Saturday, man. I mean, uh, he definitely. If, if he wants that fight, and Poirier will also didn't uh, refuse to to a third fight. That we all know it's probably gonna happen. Does, yeah. Should it happen? No, not for a title, in my opinion. I think Poirier should fight Oliveira next. That that's the right fight to make. But we all know that the UFC never makes the fights that make sense. They also they always go where the money is, what the casual fan wants to see. So uh, it's going to happen. It's anyway. true, and I'll tell you right now. Like even at my own household, the next day, um, you know, my family members were asking me about Connor. What happened to Connor? Did he lose? They weren't asking about Chandler. They weren't, weren't saying what's going on with Charles Oliveira. Is he getting his title shot? They're like, what's going on with Connor? So, you know, I don't think he deserves it, guys. But I'm kind of with you that he'll probably get it. Um, my dad, well, my dad, when he woke up in the morning and I woke up, he's like, "So, uh, did the UFC already make Connor Poirier three? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's smart, yeah. dude. He, he got you know, you know what my dad said. What do you say? He said, uh, "And what? And what round did Dustin lose?" I look at him. I said, "Dustin won." Are you are you are you serious? Like, yeah, you won. Oh man, I didn't saw that one coming. Do you know what? Dude, yeah, is, so my dad goes to bed early because he wakes like he leaves for like four thirty in the morning. So literally Saturday before he goes to bed, he's like, "I don't think it's gonna happen this fight." But he's like, "I can't wait till Conor McGregor gets knocked out cold." He hates Conor McGregor. He hates all the chat and everything. And he's like, "I don't." Th- I he's like, "What sucks is I know Poirier's not gonna do it." He's like, that's why I won't stay up for it. He stayed up for Habib because he knew Habib was going to just demolish him. But he's like, I know Poirier's not going to do it. And then when I go to bed, I write a little note and I said, should have stayed up. Poirier just knocked out McGregor. And then he wakes up and he's like, are you, are you having serious? Had to Google it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I could have stayed up. You would have seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. What does Kevin say? I don't think Connor fights with a belt next. For some reason, I don't think Dana wants the belt on him. I don't know about that, Kevin. I think they want him really bad around him, actually. The thing is, even if he has the belt, I don't even think they care if he defends it. He can win it, get the belt around him, and then move him up to 170 for another shot at, like, I don't know, someone there, like Masvidal or something. Like, there's so many fights for Connor right now. Like, the thing is, guys, what happens if he loses again? Because two losses in a row, three of four, or four of five, if you include the Mayweather, that's pretty bad, you know? Just say he goes in there and gets knocked out again. You just do the Diaz trilogy. That's the thing. After that, yeah. I don't think people do. I don't think he does the Diaz trilogy because I looked at Sean O'Shaughty wrote something in the Athletic, which I agree with. He said the Nate Diaz one is basically the fire hatchet. You break that glass door and you take the, like the thing to break out of a burning building because the Diaz fight can happen anytime. They can be on eight fight losing streaks and people will still watch McGregor Diaz three. Mm-hmm. Um. 
another question here. Marcus, hope you guys do more shows in the future together with all three of us. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. It's, you know, it's not as easy to do three. I got to be honest. Like I'm trying to throw it back at you guys as much as I can. I'm not used to doing three people. So I apologize if I miss some of you guys at some points, but trying the best here. But thanks, uh, Marcus. I appreciate it. Um, there's just a few other things I want to talk about quick, quickly. Uh, one matchup. We got like five minutes left. We're going to talk about two more things. Okay. So first one is a upcoming fight. Um, they just announced it. Uh, they, they announced two middleweight fights. It's like almost like a mini tournament. We talk, I talked a little bit about Whitaker and Costa, I think, with uh, Marcel the other day, or maybe it was with Cole, I can't remember. Was it with you, Cole? I think it was with you. And then they announced Vittori and Till. So what do you think? Do you think that uh, the winners of each fight were going to fight each other later on for the belt, for a vacant title? Or do you think that maybe it'll just, if Izzy wins that title, they'll just say, you know what, we'll, we'll make Whitaker and Costa a title fight at that point. What do you guys think? Start with you, Marcel. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest, but um, I, I don't know what, what, what they're going to do. Um, in my opinion, the, the Whitaker deserved the title shot. You know, he, yep. he that that's my opinion. And Costa, man, Costa got demolished in his uh, last fight against Adesanya. Yep. He, he he doesn't. Don't get me wrong, I like Costa, but he doesn't even deserve to fight Robert Whitaker right now, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So they should have done a Whitaker. If they didn't give Whitaker the title shot, they should have given someone right? else. Vittori, yeah, for example, Vittori, Yeah, uh, two guys because, off a win. Yeah, that's the thing because Costa. Listen, they both lost to to Adesanya, but Whitaker's beaten Cannonier and Tilson Ben. You could have done Cannonier Costa as the next fight. I think Whitaker should have been fighting for a title, but I think the middleweight division is a little eight-man tournament right now. You think so, uh, yeah. Whitaker Costa on this side of the bracket with them is Hall and Brunson. Mm -hmm. The other side, Vittori Till, yep. Hall Weidman winner, Jared Cannonier. All those guys. Yeah, they, I mean, listen, the division is wide open right now. There's a lot of different guys in I just feel like this could have been a vacant title fight, though, because I think – or an interim title fight, if anything, because Izzy – I don't think Izzy's going to even fight it at 185 again if he beats Jan, which the odds say he will. We've got five minutes left, so I want to have time to plug some stuff at the end, but I do want to talk about this fight, which Marcel – Marcel can't wait for this fight. He can't wait. Marcel, he's already bought the trailer pay-per-view of the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight, and there he left. <laughs> Not going to lie. It is the same day as Costa. I know. It's, a, it's the same day. I am looking more forward to this fight than Costa Whitaker. I I actually, I'm like 99% sure Robert Whitaker is going to win. I yeah. have no clue who's winning this one. I love these clown fights. I am <laughs> all in on this. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I want to hear – okay, I know me and you, Cole, we like these fights. What do you think, Marcel? I'm a diehard purist. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> really like Ben Askren. I respect the guy a lot, but really Ben, just Ben Askren is going to box. I mean, against Jake Paul, where Jake Paul have knockout power, and Ben Askren has been stopped brutally, man, against Masvidal. He's been almost stopped brutally by Lala, but he came back. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is a good idea, you know, but uh, hey, you know, uh, listen, if he loses to Jake Paul, thank God he's a retired MMA fighter. Imagine he is still active and he losing to 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 Jake, the YouTuber Paul. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I know. Listen, man, you, I see you guys looking like, oh, this is a, this is a fun fight. I'm looking forward to it. I don't give a f about this kind of stuff, guys. You know I, that I, I Adam know. knows that. You know, I but uh, I, because I'm on your show, I will be polite. I don't think it's a great uh, a great matchup for Ben Askren. But, hey, let's see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm definitely not going to watch this fight live. Oh, 
Go ahead, Cole. Go ahead. I can't wait. I am so excited. All my friends, I have a group like a group chat with all my friends. They're just casual MA fans. Right when this got announced, they messaged like, so we're going to watch it. Your host, Cole. <laughs> oh, if we can, <laughs> all my friends coming over because these are the kind of fights we love. Give me all these fights. Give me Ben Askren boxing is hilarious, and I cannot wait to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, it's funny. So I was doing the article on it because he was talking about his boxing skills being like underrated. He's going to look use them in his fight. He, he's admitted he doesn't have one punch KO power, but he believes he'll put him away in the seventh round, Askren, um, via like a TKO. But uh, the guy is <laughs> he's funny, man. But I was I was looking for like I googled Ben Askren striking or Ben Askren boxing, trying to pick just find pictures of him standing with his gloves in the air just for the article. And I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, okay, so what am I going to use? Then I found the gif of him doing the shadow boxing Marcel <laughs> from, the, from his fight with Robbie Lawler. He's doing this awful shadow boxing. That's the only clip you can find on boxing. Listen, I actually think that uh, Ben is being undersold by people here. This is a, a professional MMA fighter who has had like 20 fights in, in MMA. He's fought heavy hitters like Douglas Lima and a few other guys, Andre Korshkov. I understand he was able to take them down and, and beat them up. He was not, he's not going to be able to do that here. You can maybe grab and clinch a little bit, but he can't take one down. But he took some of those guys' big shots, man, with four-ounce gloves. He trains with Anthony Pettis. He trains at Rufus Sport. I think he's going to be a tougher fight than people think. I don't think this is a complete mismatch. I could be completely wrong. Uh, he, he also could go in there and just get KO'd and take the money and go home. Go ahead, Marcus. Adam, he better if he gets tagged by Jake Paul. He shoots for a takedown. He grabbed a snack, and he reared the fucking naked and chokes him. How you funny know? would that be? He went for a takedown. I, I, I go, I go right? out with a DQ loss. I'm not getting knocked out Did by Jake Paul. Jake Paul like DQ. Point. He's like, he said, what's going to happen when Ben gets rocked? Because when he gets rocked, he shoots. He yep. can't shoot in this. Like, I literally <laughs> want to see Ben Askren shoot because his first instinct, he's been MMA. Like, that's just your instinct at this point. Like, that's just yeah. when you're rock, people just, it's just autopilot. His autopilot is shoot for a takedown. Yep. I yep. want to see him shoot for a takedown in a box match. I, that's why I like to. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I agree with what Ben Askren said, where Jake Paul's this millionaire YouTuber guy. If it comes the fifth, sixth round and he hasn't got Ben Askren out of there, and he's just getting beat up. His nose is bleeding. His eyes getting shot. Like, do you really think this millionaire is gonna stay in there, or do you think he's just gonna say, "All right, screw this boxing for me. I'll go back to YouTube and make a million next month." Yeah, I don't know. And then here's was it with JCSO. Oscar says the biggest pay of his career. I mean, good for him, right? And Marcus says, uh, "Which fight you think Diaz would pick between Masvidal and Poirier?" I think he would take either of those guys. Actually, probably Poirier. He's the one calling him out. Um, I think that's it for today, guys. We've got two minutes left, so I'd like for you guys to plug your stuff. Uh, you can go ahead, Cole. Yeah, Twitter, Akosho91. Um, spoke to Ike Villanueva. That was out yesterday about him getting snubbed from the bonus. He said he was heartbroken <laughs> about that. So, And then just talked to Ben Saunders about his free agency. Anything else is on my Twitter. Yeah, I really hope Ben uh, makes a return to the UFC. After a win, probably, on the regional scene. I love the guy, though. He's a great guy. Marcel, please plug your stuff. Big Marcel 24 Twitter, Instagram, uh, MMADNA.nl, and there's likely an interview at the end of the week coming up with uh, Julio Arce, who takes on Timur Valiev on February 6th. Awesome, man. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin right there. Uh, podcast, MMAAltrigger.com, YouTube. Um, it's on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Anchor. Uh, definitely, we've been getting some good turnouts here in the chats lately, so I really appreciate everyone who's, who's joining us. And it's a lot of fun. It's more fun when we have people to talk to me, in my opinion. So, you know, I love doing with you guys with Marcel Cole, and we love having you guys in the chat. So, yeah, uh, maoddsbreaker.com. I got some articles out there. 
there's one on Dustin and who we could fight next. I'm going to have like an overall monthly betting recap. I'll probably post it like tomorrow or something. And uh, there's some other stuff there. We have events next week. Uh, I'll be back Monday. I'll do the podcast. Uh, if either of you guys want to, if Marcel, if you want to jump on, if you're off that day, you're welcome to, to jump, join me. Tuesday, I'll be doing the podcast with Cole, doing the Overeem Volkov card. Um, back to fights next week. And then what else? Uh, BJPen.com, I'm there all the time as well. So, yeah, that's it, guys. But, yeah, just keep spreading the word. Keep doing the chats. I know since, obviously, since Marcel's come on more often, we've got a lot of his uh, fans on here. So I really appreciate that. And welcome, guys. And, uh, yeah, talk to you soon. And have a great weekend, guys. And I'll be back Monday at 10 a.m.